Hi, welcome back to Idgits and Aspects, a supernatural podcast. I'm Lynn. And I'm Rochelle. And today we are talking about season one, episode 11, called Scarecrow. Um, I hate scarecrows. <laughs> I hate I, them. I hate them. I, I, I don't think they really bother me too much. I mean, they're kind of weird, but like, eh. I think it just goes back to like Jeepers Creepers <laughs> for me. <laughs> I, well, to be fair, I didn't watch that movie until like recently so it doesn't really yeah (laughs) Uh, we are in burkittsville indiana one year ago a young couple exits a diner escorted by an older woman and a teenage girl the older woman says to the couple before you leave here's one of our apple pies on the house (laughs) seems a little bit too cheery (laughs) yeah the teenage girl notices a tattoo on the guy's arm and comments on how cool she thinks it is Uh, They walk up to the couple's car, and an older gentleman has just finished gassing it up. He says, let's get you back to the interstate, (laughs) and gives them directions. Exactly like that, too. (laughs) I, like, genuinely didn't mean to, like, hillbilly that up, and just, like, came out that way. Hey, listen, Uh, it's okay. (laughs) I surprised even myself right then. It's weird. Uh, So then we cut to the young couple driving in their car. And it totally breaks down and stops working right next to an apple orchard. Uh, the guy's cell phone has stopped working also. How, I don't know how that happened. Because uh, supernatural things. Oh, right. Okay. I'm like, that didn't really make sense to me, but that's fine. <laughs> um, they get out of the car and see that way back through the orchard um, is lights on what looks like maybe a house. So the dude's like, come on. And the girl's like, I am not going in there. But he convinces her. So they're walking through and come across a terrifying looking scarecrow. Yeah, (laughs) They walk up to it, which is not what I would do. No. Give it a wide berth. Yeah. And it is totally fucked up looking. (laughs) I mean, they're supposed to be like. They're supposed to be scary. Somewhat scary, right? But like, here's the thing. Is there For birds. For birds. You know, like they don't have to be scary to people. Exactly. (laughs) Just make it look somewhat lifelike so it will keep the birds away. (laughs) Okay. And the thing is, like every time they do a close up in this episode on that scarecrow, you can see it moving. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's like. The way they filmed it, like, on purpose, and it looks like it's just kind of, like, you know, when you're trying to be still, but you're, Mm -hmm. like, breathing or, like, just moving a little bit. Like, it always looks like that. Every fucking time. It kind of makes me wonder if, like, I mean, because obviously somebody played the scarecrow. Mm -hmm. Like, did they just, like, have them up there, you know? And they were trying to, like, be as still as possible? I think so. Or was it just, like, they put the costume and actually, like... It somehow, maybe. Or I, th- I don't, I don't think it. I'm not. I don't you know. You would think they just purpose. put the person up there, right? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> um, the girl says that it scares her, and they start to walk away. The girl looks back over her shoulder, and its head moves. Like it turned. Like it kind of like looks at her. Yeah. She says uh, to hurry to her boyfriend, but she doesn't tell him that that shit moved. Like, that would be the first thing I'd be, I'd be like, oh my gosh, did you see that? It just moved. Yeah. Get I would, out of here. I <laughs> would just be like screaming and running and yeah, there's yeah. no, I wouldn't be like, oh, hurry up, honey. <laughs> I'd be like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get me out of here. So they're walking a bit faster now and start to hear branches cracking. Uh, the guy starts yelling, hello, who's there? Bad idea, dude. Don't it? Okay, honestly, if branches start like creaking and cracking, like I would just start running. Yeah. Like, don't stick around and wait to see what it is. <laughs> like in any situation, 
that you've seen on TV or movies where they hear anyone hears something strange and starts saying like, hello, who's there? It is always a bad idea. Like, (laughs) I think in real life, in any of those situations, I would never do that. No, I'd get as quiet as possible and try and get out of there. Exactly. You know, like, get away from the thing and don't make it notice you. Yeah. Right. So don't let it notice you, I guess. <laughs> so they start running towards the house, and suddenly the guy disappears. Uh, the girl is freaking out and yelling for him, and she hears some upsetting noises <laughs> and starts running back towards the car. Why she's running back towards the car, I don't know, but she is. Instead I mean, of forth- towards the house. Well, but here's the thing, though, is, like, you're going towards this house to begin with, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then stuff starts happening, get away from it. Like, that would be my... That's true, but there's nothing in the car to, you know what I mean? Like You could get get in and lock the doors. That's true. I mean, that's what I would do. That's what would be my first thought is, Mm -hmm. like, just get in there and lock the doors and, yeah, eventually they'll go away. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. Hopefully. (laughs) So then she trips, and when she's getting back up, she sees the dead body of her boyfriend, uh, and his face has been ripped off. Also, like... It's, like, bloody and goo. Oh, it's disgusting. And, like, she's kind of waiting around for him. At first, like, he he disappears, right? Mm -hmm. And she's just waiting. You know, it's like, no. He's gone for a reason. He's probably already dead. Yeah. Just get out of there. He didn't, like, just suddenly turn right and leave you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's probably gone for a not good reason. Right. So then you see the scarecrow approaching her, and the camera cuts to the empty stand that the where the scarecrow was posted, and the ropes that held it to the post are swinging. I thought that was a nice effect. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> ominous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we cut to Sam and Dean asleep in a motel. The cell phone on the nightstand between them starts ringing. Sam says, "Dean, <laughs> dude, come dude. on!" <laughs> but Dean does not wake up, so Sam answers it, and it's Daddy Winchester. Yay! Sam asks him if he's hurt, but he says he's okay. Sam wants to know where he is, but John says he can't tell him. Sam says, "You're after it, aren't you? The thing that killed Mom." John says yes, and that it's a demon. So Dean is now up and trying to get info from Sam. I did notice that Dean is putting his shirt on. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Just want to throw that out there. Um, <laughs> Sam asks John if he knows where the demon is, and John says yes, and that he's finally closing in on it. Sam is like, let us help. But John says they can't be any part of it. John says that's why he's calling Sam and Dean. Uh, they need to stop looking for him. He says he needs Sam to write down some names. Sam is like, why? What are you talking about? While well, Dean keeps saying, give me the phone. <laughs> He's a little bit jealous. Like, I think, honestly, to me, it kind of seemed like it was like a, I want to talk to him. No, I want to talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. Let me talk to him. And I think you can kind of tell that, like, Sam is asking too many questions for John to be, like, patient with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, So John says, we don't have time for this. This is bigger than you think. They're everywhere. Even us talking right now isn't safe. Sam says, no, no way. And John says, I've given you an order. Now you stop following me and you do your job. I don't like that. Yeah, that was like, dude, like, (laughs) you don't talk to people like that. No. Like, you don't talk to family like that. You don't talk to anybody like that. (laughs) Unless you're in the military, I guess. Well, yeah, right? (laughs) So Dean grabs the phone away from Sam and asks John where he is. Uh, Dean's facial expression changes, and it looks like John is maybe yelling at Dean. He just kind of, like, goes dead face almost. Like, just kind of, like, blank, like, "Uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's like, a, I'm going to talk to, oop, nope, here it goes. You know? Yeah, totally. 
Um, so Dean says, yes, sir, and starts writing down the names John was trying to give Sam. Uh, Sam is looking super pissed. <laughs> and slightly snarky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, he's, yeah. So we cut to Sam and Dean driving at night. Dean says the names dad gave them are three different couples that went missing. Each couple took a road trip across the country. None of them arrived at their destinations. None of them were heard from ever again. Uh, Each couple's route took them through the same part of Indiana, always on the second week of April, one year after another after another. Sam says, this is the second week of April. And Dean is like, yep. (laughs) Let's state the obvious. Yes, it is. (laughs) Sam says, so dad is sending us to Indiana to go hunting for something before another couple vanishes. And Dean says, Yahtzee. (laughs) Good job putting the pieces together, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Then Dean starts praising their dad for finding the patterns that make this a case. Uh, and says their dad's a master. <laughs> Sam gets all huffy and pulls the car over. <laughs> he says they're not going to Indiana. They're going to California because their dad called them from a payphone in Sacramento. Sam says they have to be there to help their dad fight this demon. But Dean says that dad doesn't want their help. Sam says he doesn't care. And Dean replies, he's given us an order. Sam says, I don't care. We don't always have to do what he says. Dean looks shocked. You're like, what? <laughs> How can you say that? <laughs> this is not what life is. <laughs> yes. Blasphemy. Heresy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dean says that dad is asking them to do jobs to save lives. Sam agrees that that's important, but Sam wants one week to go to California to get revenge. To get revenge. I don't know. I don't like it. I mean, to get, it's like, I suppose, avenge my, you know, yeah. dead girlfriend. Sort I of, suppose but. this is, like, their first revenge mission. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So they yeah. don't really have any other, like, thing to compare it to, I guess. Yeah. But um, Dean says he knows how Sam feels, but Sam doesn't think so. He says Dean was four years old when their mom died, but just died six months ago. Sam says he doesn't understand the blind faith Dean has in their dad. It's like Dean doesn't even question him. I mean, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't at all. No, yeah. he, he takes those orders. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dean shouts back, yeah, it's called being a good son. Okay, first of all, like, you could be a good, so- a good son, but that doesn't mean you, like, can't question, you know? Like, Dean is totally brainwashed slash, yeah. like, just way overtrained, you know? Like, right. <laughs> I'm like, why does Dean think that that's what being a good son is? But, like, that's what his dad taught him. Yeah, I mean, it's, because, I mean... Daddy Winchester is military, right? Like, you yeah. obey orders, and that's what you do. And Dean's like, okay. And Sam's like, I am not in the military, son. You know? Yeah, like, totally. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sam gets out of the car and gets his stuff out of the trunk. Dean tells Sam that he's a selfish bastard. <laughs> Sam says, this selfish bastard is going to California. <laughs> he's like, don't care, homie. Yeah. <laughs> Sam starts walking away, and Dean shouts, shouts after him that it's the middle of the night. He says he's taking off and leaving Sam's ass behind. Sam yells back, that's what I want you to do. <laughs> so Dean drives away. It's the first brother breakup. <laughs> I know. I wasn't like, I wasn't, wasn't prepared for it to happen. I know. Like, little buggers. Like, okay, and honestly, Sammy's just acting like a rebellious teenager that's like, I'm going to run away from home. I know, in like, the middle of the night. I know, just, just like, like, good grief. That's, you know? Yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, we cut to the morning uh, in Burkittsville. Dean is in his car and almost calls Sam, but then he doesn't. 
They're like pining. <laughs> Should I call him? No, I'm not gonna. Uh, he uh, he walks up to a diner called Scotty's Cafe and starts talking to the guy sitting outside. It turns out this guy uh, is the owner named Scotty. <laughs> Dean says his name is John Bonham, and Scotty is like, "Isn't that the drummer for Led Zeppelin?" Dean is impressed. <laughs> also, like, I don't know. I feel like you give them a name that's that popular, like, you're gonna kind of make them suspicious of you, because, right. like, how many people actually have the same name, you know? Like, mm-hmm. if it's a famous person that's got, like, a fairly common name, that's one thing, but, like, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like when they do it, they're just, like, making fun of people, you know what I mean? Like, like you it, probably won't know this, Yeah, you know? like, I'm pulling one over on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? And, because they don't, they very <clears throat> rarely get called on it. Yeah. So... Rarely. They're probably just pushing it and pushing it every yeah, single time to how far wait for it. Yeah. This is their fun. Yeah. <laughs> and Dean pulls out some pictures of the couple from the beginning of the episode and asks Scotty if he's seen them. Scotty says, nope. And Dean tells him they're friends of his that went missing about a year ago. Uh, Scotty cuts him off, saying they don't get many strangers around here. Uh, a little suspiciously, too. He's uh, always a little suspicious, I feel like, yeah. in this episode. <laughs> and uh, this whole time, Scotty is just, like, super frowning at Dean. And Dean says, Scotty, you got a smile that lights up a room. <laughs> <laughs> insult after insult. Like, honestly... Like, Dean, I think Dean's method of, like, questioning people is insulting them slightly. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you think that's going to work for you in the long run? Like, yeah. people are not going to, like, warm up to you and give you what you want to know if you're just constantly, like, insulting them. Exactly. Know? He's never nice about it. Well, yeah. Sammy at least gets at least a little. so far. Yeah. <laughs> Sammy gets a little, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm empathetic. <laughs> I care. Yeah. Uh, we cut to Sam hitchhiking. He's slowly walking backwards. Um, who knows how long he's been doing this? <laughs> he turns around and there is a girl with her back to him sitting down on the side of the road with earbuds in her ears. <laughs> That's like a stupid idea. I'm sorry. You don't sit on the side of the road with earbuds. Like, no. If you can't hear anything, it, it, no. Just put one in. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. I mean, to be fair, she's in the middle of nowhere. So if anybody came up to her, like, she would probably see them. Pretty, right, but I if mean, she's hitchhiking, she's not hearing cars drive up yeah. or drive, you know, by. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, Sam finally gets her attention by putting his hand on her shoulder. She freaks out, but then looks pretty pleased at the sight of Sam. I mean, <laughs> I might look a little pleased, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, I might be questioning why he was there. And, like, just because you're attracted doesn't mean you can't kill me. <laughs> I mean, turning around and finding Sam there is, like, the best case scenario. <laughs> I know. Right? Well, I would say turning around and finding Dean there would be the best case scenario. <laughs> I'd be pretty good either way, uh, yeah. I think. <laughs> um, he asks her where she's headed, and she says, no offense, but there's no way I'm telling you. You could be some kind of freak. I mean, you are hitchhiking. And Sam's like, well, so are you. Uh, hello. You know? <laughs> then a creepy white van drives up, honking at them. Uh, a super nasty guy offers the girl a ride, <laughs> but says, just her. I ain't taking you to Sam. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> yeah, like, <mm-mm. laughs> Sam says to her, her name is Meg, by the way. He says, you trust Shady Van Guy and not me? She says, definitely, and smiles. <laughs> she's been, like, super smiling this whole time. Just, like, like kind of cheeky. Like. Yeah, she's yeah. like, yeah. Like, she knows some sort of joke that Sam doesn't know. I know. Well, and also, she just kind of, like, stomped on Sam's ego right there. Like. <laughs> I liked that. You trust him and not me? Oh, yeah. And he's just like, <gasps> you know? yeah. How could you do that? But look at him. I know. Yeah. 
We cut back to Dean. He is asking the older couple from the beginning of the episode uh, if they've seen the missing younger couple. They say they don't remember them. Then the teenage girl comes up and asks Dean if the missing guy had a tattoo. Dean says yes, and she looks at Dean's pictures. She says, you remember, to the older couple, and the man suddenly remembers that, uh, yeah, that couple did stop in for gas. He says they weren't there for more than 10 minutes, and then he gave them directions back to the interstate. He gives Dean the same directions. Suspicious, all of it. I just like to say. Yeah, I think I think Dean knows that, too. Yeah. I mean, the guy was pretty convincing. I don't know. Scotty wasn't convincing. Scotty wasn't convincing. Yeah, no. but this older couple is a little bit more convincing. Uh, we cut to Dean driving. He starts hearing weird beeping noises coming from the back seat. Never a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls over and fishes around in his bag and pulls out his EMF reader. It is going crazy. Uh, it turns out he pulled over right next to the apple orchard. So, I know. So he gets out and starts checking it out. Uh, he comes across the creepy scarecrow and says, dude, you fugly. <laughs> Which is kind of hilarious. Like, and you can tell he's true. perturbed. Yeah. I mean, it is not right looking. No. <laughs> um, he notices the blade the scarecrow is holding and sees something on its arm. So he grabs a ladder uh, so he can investigate. He gets right up in its face. And I am uncomfortable. <laughs> Mono a mono. Yeah, like the way the camera, like, because you're like, so, like, we're, like, closer to Dean, but mm-hmm. the camera is focusing on the scarecrow, so Dean's a little bit more blurry, and, mm-hmm. and you're, you're just, like, waiting for it to, like, move. Ah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a great scene. Yeah. Really, really It's, like, suspenseful tense. for no reason, but it's a good, yeah, you expect something to happen there. Yeah. Um, he checks out the scarecrow's arm, and it's, like, dried skin with the same tattoo that the missing dude had. Dean says... Nice tat. Uh, we cut to Dean pulling up to the gas station in Burkittsville. The teenage girl is working there. Her name is Emily. Dean asks her if she grew up there, but she says her folks died and she moved here uh, when she was 13 to live with her aunt and uncle, who are the older couple. Uh, she says she loves it there and that in the towns around them, people are losing their homes and farms, but in Burkittsville, it's almost like they're blessed. I think which makes Dean more suspicious of the aunt and uncle, you know? Like, oh, yeah. He's just like, hmm, really blessed. Uh, yeah. Did you blessed. have to say blessed? Like, that's, yeah. a, that's a super red flag. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Dean asks her if she's been out to the orchard and seen the creepiest scarecrow. She says she has, but doesn't know who owns the orchard. Uh, there's an SUV parked nearby that looks like it's having some work done. Dean asks if it's her family's. She says it belongs to a couple. They're having car trouble. <laughs> I know. So we cut to Sam at a bus station. He's being told that the next bus to Sacramento doesn't leave until the next day. He says there must be another way. And the woman he's trying to buy a ticket from says there is. Buy a car. What a jerk. Rude. <laughs> like people wouldn't be at a bus station. If yeah. they had a car, you know, right? Like, more than likely. Yeah. He turns away uh, and gets his phone out. He's about to call Dean when someone says, hey, and it's Meg. <laughs> <laughs> Sam asked what happened to her ride, and she said uh, the guy was all hands <laughs> and kind of does a jazz hands move at him. And she doesn't even seem, like, too disturbed about it either. Like, yeah, she seems pretty pleased. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, says, uh, she says she had to cut him loose. So, I know. (laughs) It turns out she's headed to California, too. Coincidence upon coincidence. (laughs) I know. Uh, We cut back to Scotty's Cafe. 
Scotty is giving some pie to the young couple who are getting their car fixed. <laughs> What's with the pie, guys? <laughs> it's all about the... Well, I mean, apple orchard. I mean, still. Apple pie. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> now I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, Dean walks in, and Scotty doesn't look too happy to see him. Dean asks for coffee and pie. Uh, he sits down at a table next to the couple and starts chatting them up. Scotty tells Dean that the couple probably want to eat in peace, but Dean is like, it's just some friendly conversation. <laughs> the couple tells Dean uh, that they are on a road trip and just stopped in town for gas. The guy at the gas station told them that one of their brake lines was leaking and he's fixing it for them now. The car should be ready at sundown, which is shady as fuck. Also, like- so, who says, who says, oh, by sundown? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody says that. He'll be ready by sundown. No yeah. Only creepy ass. I'm just going to say little town people. But you know what? If you live in a little town, you're probably not this creepy. So. <laughs> I feel I'm like sorry. most little towns are pretty awesome. Yeah. But this guy. <laughs> and especially this town. <laughs> right. Eh, you know. Shady as fuck. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> uh, Dean starts talking about how the roads aren't safe at night and that they might be in danger. He's acting pretty creepy. And the cu- the guy's like, dude, we're just trying to eat here. And Dean says, you know, my brother could just give you his puppy dog look and you just buy right into it. <laughs> Why the fuck did he say that? He sounds like a serial killer. I know, right? And I'd just like to state, like, I think they would probably have been okay with, like, continuing to talk to him if he would have, like, kept the same attitude as he did when he they when he first started talking to them. Yeah. Like... <laughs> He was like, oh, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, okay. You know, talking to him or whatever. Killing time, eating food, whatever. Yeah. And then he, like, spiraled, you know? Like, yeah. It was just kind of like, like, you should have said all of that in your own head, Dean. I know. Like, <laughs> you didn't need to say that out loud. I know. Like, you can ask questions and, like, not have it be super. Like, read the situation, dude. He is not reading the situation. And he's nope. just, like, keeping it going. And it's like, yeah, social skills. I mean, sometimes you can you see that he does have like good like instinct on what to say to people in certain situations. Yeah, but here he just like he just dropped the plot, man. I know he just like, like went way off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> so then the sheriff walks in. Uh, Scotty called him to get rid of Dean, um, and I would be super relieved if I were that couple. Be yeah. Like, thank fucking God, because this guy just went all like psycho. I think I would be relieved, but also like, there's no reason to call the cops for somebody ha- just like, kind of like being weird. You know, yeah. it's not like he's doing anything or you know, right. like I don't know. It was just kind of like overkill much. Okay. Yeah. You know, like the for uncle real. is acting super shady throughout this whole thing. Yeah. You know, or Scotty. Sorry, not yeah. the uncle. Um, and it's just like. <laughs> Um, dude, like, calm down. Like, yeah. you would think that the couple would, like, realize that he's, like, well, freaking out, you know? Yeah. I mean, I kind of thought maybe the couple, like, if like if I was that girl, I would probably be, like, maybe um, the cafe guy, Scotty, had been bothered by Dean before. Because yeah, it, it didn't look like, true. it didn't look like, I mean, it, it looked like Scotty knew Dean. You know what yeah. I mean? So I, I just would assume that, oh, he's been trouble in the past, so... Yeah, maybe there's a reason here. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Dean leaves town with the sheriff on his butt with the sirens on. Literally chased out of town. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I liked that. (laughs) And we cut back to Sam and Meg at the bus station. They're eating dinner together. It looks like a nice dinner of potato chips and soda. (laughs) 
super romantic. Um, <laughs> yeah. Meg says she has to get away from her. I'm sorry. Meg said she had to get away from her family because they expected her to do as she was told. So she went her own way instead. Uh, Sam says he knows how she feels and tells her that it was the same thing with his brother, Dean, who he was road tripping with. She definitely, like, is... Meg's trying to appeal to the soft Sammy side. Yeah. <laughs> and she seems to know everything to Yeah, say. she's saying you know, all like, the right things. Literally, like, too many of the right things. Yeah. You know, like, you're suspicious. It, yeah, it really is. Um, <laughs> we cut to nighttime. Dina's driving baby back into Burkittsville. And then we cut to the apple orchard. The couple who are in Scotty's cafe are walking through talking about their broken car. This Go sca- figure. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the scarecrow starts chasing them and Dean shows up and starts shooting at it. Um, but the gun has no effect. So they all get back to baby and the scarecrow has disappeared. Like apparently it can't go out of the orchard. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. It's kind of weird. But kind of nice. I mean, it, it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> but kind of odd that it wouldn't just like trade. Because they're parked like literally right on the tree line yeah. you know so it's kind of like dude you're lucky <laughs> right I know and uh, we cut back to the bus station Sam is talking to Dean on the phone about the scarecrow Dean tells him it's a pagan god uh, animating the scarecrow because of the annual cycle of the killings and the fact that the victims are always a man and a woman like a fertility right he says the locals were fattening up the couple like a Christmas turkey <laughs> <laughs> Which will be hilarious. Ow! I just whacked my elbow, people. If you heard a thump, I'm sorry. You must, like, really mean what you're about to say. I know, right? Here's the thing! But, like, okay, that statement will become funnier. Not what I just said, but, like, the whole fattening them up as a Christmas turkey. Like, that will be way hilarious in a later episode. Yes, yes. I cannot... We'll say there's a Christmas episode coming up that is just fucking gold. <laughs> Which, is it in season one? No, I don't think it is. I think it's like season three. Yeah. I think it's season three. I yeah, I don't remember. But yeah, this is our first god it of is the our show. First like our god. first pagan god of yeah. some variety of, you know, right for the whole thing. Aww. But- milestone okay (laughs) dean says uh, it's a ritual sacrifice to appease the pagan god Uh, then for another year the crops won't wilt and disease won't spread Uh, he says he's on his way to a local community college to talk with the professor uh, to hopefully find out which god it is so he can figure out how to kill it sam is like hey if you need my help you can totally ask but dean says no Dean says, actually, uh, I want to, I I want you to know, I mean, (laughs) don't think. And then Sam says, yeah, I'm sorry, too. Like, dude, just spit it out. (laughs) That's adorable. I know. He's like, he wants to be in touch with his feelings sometimes. He just can't do it. He can't even say I'm sorry. Like, really? (laughs) Oh. Sam was kind of sweet about it, though, I thought. Yeah. Uh, Then Dean tells Sam that Sam was right. He has to do his own thing and live his own life. He says, you've always known what you want, and you go after it. You stand up to Dad. You always have. Hell, I wish I... Anyway, I admired that about you. I'm proud of you, Sammy. You can't stand up to Daddy Winchester. I know. I'm proud of Dean for saying all that to Sam. Yeah, and it makes you kind of, like, is he too afraid to stand up to Daddy Winchester, or does he just, like, idolize him so much that he can't question him? You know, I think like, he just never even dreamed about questioning him. It just, yeah. like, never even crossed his mind that that was yeah. something he could do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, um, obviously he saw it being done, right? Because Sam. <laughs> but, I guess. I mean, I think he always just thought that Sam was being a shit son, you know? <laughs> I mean, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we cut to Dean at the community college talking to a professor who is totally played by the cigarette smoking man from the X-Files. Yay! <laughs> Uh, again, a person I don't know. <laughs> I know. Rochelle was like, who's that? And I went into, like, this 20-minute, like, in-depth detail on the first episode of The X-Files, which I probably didn't need to do. Like, trying to look up his name online. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I explained his character pretty well. But anyways, it's the cigarette smoking man. I shall call him that instead of professor because I like it. Um, Dean is asking about local pagan lore and the cigarette smoking man says Indiana isn't really known for pagan worship. Dean says, what if it was imported, like how the pilgrims brought their religion over? The cigarette smoking man says the town of Burkittsville was settled by Scandinavian immigrants. So they look in a book about Norse gods and find one called the Vanir. I think I'm saying that right. Vonier? I think Vonner? Vonner? Vanner? I don't. I think Vonner. Vanier? I, I don't remember. I'm going to say Vonner. We'll go with Vonner. Vonier? Vonner. I like Vonner. Yeah, we'll go with it. Okay. <laughs> the Vonner, I'm really sorry if you're, if you're a like, pagan. That's not how you yeah, say it. If you're a pagan worshiper of this god, I apologize. <laughs> um, the Vonner were gods of protection and prosperity, keeping the local settlement, settlement safe from harm. <laughs> sediment. I mean, also. <laughs> They're also keeping the sediment. And the okay. sheetrock. <laughs> <laughs> keeping it all safe from harm. Uh, villager, villagers, damn it. <laughs> villagers. You can do it. Built. Here's another one. Effigies. Did I, did I say that right? Yeah. Okay. Of the Vonner and their fields. Okay. Villagers built effigies of the Vonner and their fields. Some practiced human sacrifice. One male and one female. The picture of the Vonner totally looks like a scarecrow. Uh, the book says this particular Vonner's energy is sprung from a sacred tree. So Dean asks the cigarette smoking man if torching the tree would kill the god. And the cigarette smoking man is like, hey, these are just legends, dude. <laughs> like, But a little bit too like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Dean thanks him and opens the door to leave. Outside the door is the Burkittsville sheriff. And he knocks Dean out with the butt of his gun. All of this means that all of the townsfolk are all sketchy. Like, you can't trust any of them. Yeah. <laughs> I know. All of them. They're all in on it. All of them. Yeah. So, um, and you, I mean, I don't think this community college is in Burkittsville either. It's, it, he no, said it's it nearby. Was, yeah. So it's not just like. They must have some sort of connection. Like, if somebody says, hey, I want to, like, look this up. Yeah. The guy's, like, automatically, like, dude, somebody's on to you. Right. You know? Like, yeah. I don't know. They must have been warned about, like, hunters and stuff. Yeah. Um, so the cigarette smoking man and the sheriff look pleased and worried. <laughs> we cut to Scotty's uh, and Emily's aunt and uncle and the sheriff are talking outside uh, in the rain under some umbrellas. Uh, this is kind of a cool episode. They're like under these three um, or episode. <laughs> this is kind of a cool moment because <laughs> they're just like talking in the rain. And I don't know. It was just it was shot pretty cool. Yeah, it's like they're trying to hide in plain view. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're all trying to convince Emily's uncle, whose name is Harley, to do something. Um, Harley says, I'm the one who gives them directions. I'm the one who sends them down to the orchard. We all close our doors, look the other way, pretend we can't hear the screams. But this is different. This is murder. His wife, whose name is Stacy, says, it's angry with us. Already the trees are beginning to die. Tonight's the seventh night of the cycle, our last chance. A sacrifice must be made. 
Harley says, uh, if the boy has to die, the boy has to die. But why does it have to be her? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And then the camera <laughs> kind of like pans up and you get like a like a eagle eye view of them under the umbrellas. And it's just very cool looking. I like that. <laughs> Ominous. Yeah. Uh, we cut to Dean down in a cellar. Uh, the door opens up and Harley, Stacy and the sheriff are forcing Emily inside. No. I know. That's fucked up. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, she asks them why they are doing this, and her Aunt Stacy replies, for the common good, and then shuts the door. That's never a good thing. No. For, for the common good. Uh-uh. Nope. Uh, we cut to Sam and Meg. She tells them that their bus is there, but Sam has been trying to get a hold of Dean for the last three hours with no luck. Sam says he's got to go find Dean, and Meg is pissed. She says, come with me to California, but Sam says he can't. Sad Meg. I know. She's a little bit too disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> like She's like, I don't understand. Like, you're trying to get away from this dude, and now you're just running back to him because he hasn't picked up his phone? Mm-hmm. Like, really? Yeah. Again, trying, like, she's saying all the right things yeah. to him, right? Like, then, trying to anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and Sam is like, sorry, he's family. You're just some weird bitch I met. <laughs> so we cut back to dean and emily in the cellar he's explaining the whole sacrifice thing to her she has absolutely no idea that this was happening in her town he says uh, he needs her help finding a really old tree that locals treat with a lot of respect uh, like it was sacred she says there is one apple tree the immigrants brought over with them they call it the first tree it's in the orchard but she doesn't know where then the cellar door opens. It's Harley, Stacy, and the sheriff, and Scotty, and they all have guns. <laughs> I know. Not good. Uh, we cut to the orchard. Dean and Emily have been tied to separate trees. Emily is begging her aunt and uncle to not do this. Uh, she tells them, I'm family. And her aunt Stacy replies, sweetheart, that's what sacrifice means, giving up something you love for the greater good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Loosely, you know. Yeah. <laughs> she says the town needs to be saved. The good of the many outweighs the good of one. And she sounds fucking crazy. I like know. that's a messed up philosophy right there. I yeah. mean, not that it's you know, like in some situations that could be okay, but like, sure, I'm gonna kill you. Like for if this. you've like, been bitten by a zombie and you're slowly turning, okay. Like yeah, that's it though. That's the only situation <laughs> I can feasibly think of. <laughs> On the spot like that. I know. <laughs> You're going to go all zombie and eat everybody here. So. Knock me out before you. I mean, not even knock you out. Kill me yeah. before I go after everybody else. Like, that's where that, that would come in. Like, that saying would come in handy. Right. <laughs> like. I literally can't think of another situation. I'm sure there's a lot of them. <laughs> I mean, there, there probably is. But, like, the whole life or death situations, like, mm-hmm. mm, Yeah. I don't know. Like, can you really not find anybody else? Like, uh, Yeah. I don't know. Um, as Scotty and the rest leave... Uh, I said that weird. As Scotty and... I the- See, I wrote, and the nest. <laughs> <laughs> As they all leave, <laughs> Dean shouts after them, I hope your apple pie is freaking worth it. I love it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Which is kind of funny considering, like, I mean, later on you get to, like, know how much Dean loves pie. <laughs> yeah, this is our first pie episode. This is yeah. our first, like, hint that Dean is 
got some sort of love for pie. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we cut to nighttime in the orchard. Dean says he is working on a plan, but clearly has no idea what to do. Um, they hear some footsteps and think it's a scarecrow, but it's Sam. Yay. <laughs> Dean says, I take back everything I said. I'm so happy to see you. <laughs> a little bit dramatically, but also yeah, hilarious. Super yeah. cute. Uh, Dean asks Sam how he got there, and Sam says he stole a car. <laughs> Bad Sammy. <laughs> Dean is thrilled with him. I know. He's like, oh, you made a bad choice. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of fun to see Sam do illegal things like that. You know what I mean? It just seems so out of character. Like, like know. you know he grew up, like, learning how to do all of this. But clearly does not like it. Right? Yeah. So just every time it happens, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's almost kind of funny that you know it's got to make him so uncomfortable to do it. And he's right. probably like, why did you do this? And, like, beating himself up as he's doing it. You yeah. Know? <laughs> um, he tells Sam to keep an eye on the scarecrow because it could come alive at any second. But Sam is like, what scarecrow? <laughs> 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 Shit. <laughs> the scarecrow is missing from his post. Uh, then we... <laughs> you said that because <laughs> yes he is <laughs> both literally and figuratively <laughs> missing from his post <laughs> uh, <okay>. oh man <laughs> um then we see sam dean and emily uh, running through the orchard and we see that they're surrounded by harley stacy scotty and some other town folk who are all pointing guns at them <laughs> Like, why would they want to hang out and watch all this, by the way? I know. They're, I mean, yeah. They're trying to keep him in there so the sacrifice can be done, right? Like. You would think, but like. I would be standing just like, like on the edge of the orchard. I wouldn't be up in there. I know, because it seems like, I mean, it's not like they have to be tied up or like, here's your victim, clearly, because the other ones were just running around in there. So like, Mm -hmm. you would think that you just wouldn't want to be in there at all. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe they think that the Scarecrow is supposed to know who the sacrifice is. Maybe. But I don't, I don't know. know. Um, Emily is begging them to let them go when the Scarecrow stabs Harley right through the chest. I know, right? <laughs> that was a good scene. It was kind of like a yes, but also yeah. like a ooh. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Then the scarecrow grabs Aunt Stacy and drags her and Harley deeper into the orchard. Uh, I guess it's got its sacrifice. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it does not have to be a young couple. No, it can be anybody. It- um, yeah, you know, it just has to be of a boy and a girl variety. Exactly. <laughs> and we cut to the morning in the orchard. Sam, Dean, and Emily find the first tree. It's all gnarly with weird shit carved into it. <laughs> it's clearly suspicious. Yeah. People. Like, come uh, on. Dean picks a branch up off the ground and lights it on fire. And Emily is like, let me. <laughs> Please let me just yeah. like, burn it. Yep. <laughs> Dean tells her the whole town's going to die, and she says, good. (laughs) She is all of a sudden turned into, like, this, you know, she was, like, this sweet, like, small-town girl, like, oh, everybody's awesome. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, by the way, let me burn this. Yeah. (laughs) Also, I'd just like to point out that that was, like, the shortest monster scene ever. It was, And also the easiest... Like, I'm killing the monster scene. Yeah. Ever. Well, you know, just yeah, like, they didn't have to kill it. Because it wasn't going to yeah. bother anybody after it got its sacrifice. Exactly, so. right? So, like, it was the easiest, like, this is our problem solved. Yeah. And also, like, the shortest, like, oh, here's the monster. Mm-hmm. And here's what happened. Like, you know, and then it was just over. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, yeah. It was kind of funny. It was like, oh, 
you expect like it to, for to be like a chase or somewhat of a longer thing, and then it's just over. Right. I liked it though because it was it was unexpected. It wasn't what you thought was going to oh, happen. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I definitely liked yeah. it. It was just kind of surprising. <laughs> yeah. So um, Sam gasolines the tree and Emily burns it down. <laughs> then we see Sam and Dean watching Emily get on a bus headed to Boston. Uh, Sam asks Dean if the townspeople will just get away with all the sacrifices they did. And Dean says, what happens to the town will have to be punishment enough. I mean, really, they'll like slowly starve him out, really. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, Dean asks Sam if he can drop him off somewhere. And Sam says, no, I think you're stuck with me. Uh, Dean wants to know what made him change his mind. And Sam says, I didn't. I still want to find dad. And you're still a pain in the ass. <laughs> True. Also. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Jess and Mom, they're both gone. Dad is God knows where. You and me, we're all that's left. So if we're going to see this through, we're going to do it together. <laughs> Dean says, hold me, Sam. That was beautiful. <laughs> And he's like kind of making fun of him but also being serious at the same time yeah i really liked it uh then he gets some baby uh we cut to meg getting a ride in another shady van <laughs> the guy driving says where to pretty lady and she says how about you pull over and he's like okay great <laughs> super sketchy yeah so he stops the van and she pulls out uh she pulls out of her bag a creepy metal bowl that's got like faces molded on the outside she is not good news yeah <laughs> at all she says she needs to make a call and he's like i got a cell phone you can use but she says it's not that kind of call and then cuts his throat open <laughs> uh, she holds the bowl under his throat to collect some blood then she says thanks for the ride and like shoves him over which i think is overkill you know like, it was you know he's seat belted it's not like he's really going that, that far when you shove him i know and also like he's already dead like by like yeah. what what's the purpose of shoving him over you know yeah. like that just kind of seemed weird to me agreed um <laughs> she starts swirling her finger in the blood bowl and speaking another language Ugh. yeah <laughs> she takes her hand out and the blood starts spiking up she says it makes no sense i could have stopped sam hell i could have taken them both why let them go then she says yes father and credits <laughs> I know. It's so sketchy. Okay, also, the blood in the bowl kind of reminds me of, you know, like, have you seen those videos where they put liquid on speakers? Oh, yeah. That's it, what like, it looks like. Yeah. It, like, jumps up or whatever. Yeah. That was just like, a, oh, that's what that looks like to me. Yeah, yeah. But, I was reminded of that, too. It was a cool look. <laughs> okay, so I have a couple of thoughts about this. Okay. <laughs> so, at the very beginning, okay, I'm just going to preface this with, I am a Chevy person, not a Ford person. Okay. <laughs> and at the very beginning of the episode, the car breaking down was a Ford. And it kind of gave me a sick sense of glee. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, you know, like, it was just kind of like, <laughs> you know, like, mm -hmm. I mean, there are so many, like, I mean, and I'm you sorry think about if you guys it. are Ford people. I have nothing against you personally. I just like, I just prefer Chevy, you know, like. Well, so does the creator of the show. I mean, they are driving an Impala. I know, so right? I think that was probably on purpose. I mean, you know, it could be. I'm sure it I, didn't, I haven't thought about it that way, but yeah. if that's what they thought about it and that's why they did it, it's even better. <laughs> yeah, I'm positive it is. Yeah. But yeah, so that was kind of, that was kind of great for me because like literally one of the most common Ford acronyms that you will find is found on road dead. <laughs> yeah. 
And then you see this Ford broken down on the side of the oh. road. And it's just like, <laughs> I mean, poor Ford. You learn later that it was tinkered with, and so okay, whatever. But still, you know? <laughs> or they were like, let's sacrifice the Ford drivers. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they pick them. Probably. <laughs> Did we see what this SUV was? Um, I mean, we probably did, but I didn't notice it because I wasn't looking. I'm curious now. (laughs) You'll have to go back and check. I know, right? And like, okay, you know, if you guys are Ford people, it is not like, I don't have a personal problem with people that love Fords. Like, my fiance is a Ford lover, and it is a, like, it is a weird thing because we're clearly not a deal breaker. It's not a deal breaker, you know, (laughs) Just because you like Fours does not mean you're a bad person. I just prefer Chevy. Okay. (laughs) That was one of my first thoughts because it was kind of great for me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Also, like my only other thought for this episode that we haven't kind of already gone over, like I thought that the little EMF readers were only supposed to pick up like spirits and, you know, (laughs) different, just like spirits mostly, right? Yeah. Or like ghosts and that sort of stuff. So like. Well, it clearly just picks up anything supernatural, I guess. Like they never really say. Well, I feel like, I mean, I could totally be wrong, but I feel like in some later episode at some point they were like, oh, this won't work for that because that's not what it is or something like, you know, like. I don't remember that. I don't remember. But I mean, that doesn't mean it's not true. I'm not, I'm not sure, like, Mm -hmm. don't quote me on that. I don't don't think that we ever see it work on, like, a demon, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, spirits, yes. We'll have to, I don't know, it's not like they EMF in every episode. No, 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 yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to look for it and see. Yeah, it's very interesting. I just, it kind of was like, why would this work on this, like, pagan god thing? Yeah. Like, because... When they originally, you know, talk about the EMF reader, I think they were just saying, yeah, this is for, like, spirits and, like, to mm-hmm. sense that they're there or whatever. And so it's like, okay, well, if you said that, why would it work on a pagan god? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It was just very odd. But, um, yeah. So, <laughs> do you have any favorite moments from this episode? Oh, I do. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to go with, I hope your apple pie is freaking worth it. <laughs> one of my favorites too <laughs> that's pretty good it's just, kind of one of those quotable things yeah the series, yeah so, I, I really like that I also really liked that um that scene where um Dean is up on a ladder right up in the scarecrow's face and it just it just you're just waiting for <laughs> that scarecrow to jump you know <laughs> or like boop you know yeah like, anything and yeah. it was and it was you know I mean I could see that it was somebody in a costume kind of just like naturally moving while trying to stand still like like I could tell that there was an actual fucking like awake dude in there yeah (laughs) it's kind of I almost said woke (laughs) some woke dude I know oh man (laughs) oh man I did it though I didn't say it (laughs) I mean but you did I know I know (laughs) sorry oh man no yeah like I don't know. It seems kind of strange to me. Like, the whole time that the Scarecrow is up on this post thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> at his post, as it were. Is there a guy in it all the time? Or, like... I think so. I mean, I mean I, it makes sense. Cause the only know, reason I think so is because if you're looking, I, it, it looks like he's just kind of... Like, a person in there trying to stand still, but just, yeah. mo- you know? Yeah. And he's not, like... So here's a, well, I guess it probably is a guy because the whole time, I mean, the whole time he's up there, you don't really see him 
tied up. I mean, I didn't, like, notice him really tied up so much. His arms are just, like, draped backwards over it. Yeah. And so if, like, if it was a person, you know, your arms are going to only go so far and you're just going to hang there at some point, you know? Where if it was a scarecrow, if he's made of straw or whatever, you know, his arms would just go, and he'd just fall off. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. So. I mean, there were ropes, remember? Because when he was, like... Missing from his post. Oh, that's you true. Would see, you would see the ropes kind of swinging like someone just left He's abandoned them. his post. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yep. Oh, man. It's true. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think my favorite moment was definitely that I hope your apple pie is freaking worth it. Yeah. And hold me, Sam. That was beautiful. Oh, yeah. That was really good. And he kind of, like, tries to grab Sam's, like, face to caress it. I know. And Sam's like, oh. Yeah. Like, what's going on? You don't do that. Like, why is this happening to me? I loved it. I kind of wanted to see, like, how far Dean would take it. I mean, if Sammy hadn't have, like, tried to scoot out of there real quick. Yeah. He probably would have done something awkward. I would have liked to see that. So would I. Yeah. It would have been great, I'm sure. So would shippers everywhere. I know, right? Probably, yes. I know. Uh, all the winds just Chip- yes. shippers. I almost said shippers. <laughs> I almost said chippers. <laughs> The wind assessed chippers. Now I'm thinking of a wood chipper. That's what I went to. That's where I went to. Oh no. Have you seen have you seen um Dale and Tucker versus Evil? Tucker and Dale versus Evil? Dale and Tucker versus Evil? The one with the, I think you had me watch that one here where it was like the, the hillbillies. college kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. the guy like jumps head first into a wood chipper accidentally. <laughs> How do you accidentally jump head first into a wood he chipper? He was like jumping you know? at the dude at Alan Tudyk and Alan Tudyk was like what? Or like bent over and the guy just flew into the wood chipper. <laughs> I think everything uh, about that movie was just, I mean, it was kind of funny, like, how stupidly they all died, you know? Like, right. I loved it. I love that movie. Like, too many coincidental things. Mm-hmm. It's just too many. And they're like, it must be some kind of suicide pact. <laughs> I know. What's going on here? You know? uh, okay. Uh, anyways. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so, some of our interesting facts for this episode. Um, this is the first episode to feature the title of, or the last episode, I'm sorry, not, not the first episode. Or wait, is it the first or the last? I can't I think, tell what you wrote here. I, I tried to write first. Okay. So. I'm, sure, I'm sure I meant first, even if I wrote last. Okay. Because I thought that they had... My handwriting can't be trusted. <laughs> I'm like, this mate, might, this mate... This mate say first and it might say last. Oh boy. It's okay. It's fine. So it is the first then episode to feature the title of the episode on the screen, not just like, it, which I thought I had seen it before. Ah, uh-uh, no, it's the first time it like says the name. So it said like Scarecrow. Huh. Because yeah. I thought it had said that for home Mm-mm. too. That's weird. Is that what it says on the IMDb Super says Wiki or this. Or IMDb? Yeah, this is IMDb. Okay, so. I trust them more than. And I mean, a Wikipedia page could be edited by anybody, right? So. <laughs> you know, I think IMDb can too. To be honest, 
It doesn't have to be like approved or something, maybe? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Let's try to change something on there and see what happens. <laughs> see what it does and then just change it back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> on our to-do list. All right. <laughs> Check. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> and also, this is the first episode that John Win- Winchester... Winchester... <laughs> <laughs> No, I've just got that word stuck in my head and I can't do it. John Winchester. Mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. Oh, now I'm going to call him Daddy Winchester. No. No. I'm sweating. This is not a shipping thing, They don't actually physically see him until, like, a future episode down the road. But this is the first time where you actually have them having a conversation and you, like, see Daddy Winchester. In real time, yeah. And see one of the boys in general. Right. Um, Huh. um, So, our last interesting fact for this episode. um, The scene where the townspeople stand under umbrellas discussing the necessity of a sacrifice. (laughs) (laughs) As you do. <laughs> I know, right? Because like, that's just clearly where you, what you should be doing in right. rain with black umbrellas. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of referencing the X-Files episode, um, Die... I can't read this. Die, hand, die, brillets. I don't know how to say that Vrlets. word. Brillets? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which has a similar plot to this episode. Um, Kim Manners and John Chabon? Direct- Sh- yep. Is that right? Shaban, I think. Shaban? I don't know. We'll go with it. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> the director and teleplay writer of the episode also both worked extensively on the X-Files. That's right. <laughs> what the cigarette smoking man. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I wish you guys, she's like got her hands up and wiggling her fingers by her face, this cigarette smoking man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what just happened. That's <laughs> fine. So I did some research. Um, I was trying to trying to find something to research, and there's not a lot of scarecrow lore. <laughs> there is like you know history of and blah blah blah. But I yeah. thought, hey, let's talk about possessed dolls instead. <laughs> Because, I mean, you know, a scarecrow isn't that far off from a doll. Yeah, it's just like one sidestep away. So um, I did some research on Robert the doll, um, who is the inspiration for the Chucky movies, which are fucked up. Have you seen those? Um, I think, you know, I can't say that I haven't, but I also can't say that I have. I feel like I remember, maybe I've seen like some scenes from it or something, Mm -hmm. but I don't think I've seen the whole thing necessarily. Yeah, I haven't seen all of them. I know I've seen the first two. I didn't even know there's more than one. (laughs) Oh my God, there's so many. Okay. There are so many. Um, Yeah, when Eric and I were kind of like wooing, (laughs) or whatever you want to call it, before we actually started dating, um, I think we like stayed up all night at a friend's house and watched like, I think it was like The Bride of Chucky or or one of those. And so like the whole Chucky, you know, movies, they just kind of make me go, oh, about my husband. So 
I like them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird thing. Yeah. So. But, you know, whatever. All right. <laughs> Brings me back. Uh, so Robert, the doll, is a one-of-a-kind doll handmade by the Steve Company. I probably said that wrong. Stife, maybe? St- Steve? Stife? S-T-E-I-F-F. I would guess Stife, Okay. Maybe. Company of Germany around the turn of the century. Um, that same company uh, was the a toy company, was the first uh, to make teddy bears. So, <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> I know they they made teddy bears in honor of um, Theodore Roosevelt, which is kind of funny that they did it in Germany. Yeah, you know, like I mean, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, Robert the doll stands forty inches tall and is stuffed with wood wool, known as Excelsior. Excelsior? Excelsior. <laughs> elk Excelsior. Excelsior? You can only get it after you <laughs> kill an elk. <laughs> and then you stuff it inside of a doll. That would be a creepy doll. You've got to make wool out of wood, though, which I just, I don't even understand the process. I don't know how you would do that, you know? Like, would you just, like... You just like, wave a wand at it and say, Excelsior! <laughs> Like Harry Potter. Oh, is that even a thing in Harry Potter? No. I was going to say, that doesn't sound right. It just sounds like. I mean, it sounds like something that could happen. Expecto Excelsior. <laughs> oh, man. That's how I think Woodwill is made. Um, so Robert the doll, <laughs> he is dressed in a sailor suit and once had painted features sort of like a jester. Hmm. Did I say that word? You right? did. Okay. Earlier when we were talking about it, you definitely said gesture. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hold on. <laughs> what is a gesture painted like, Glenn? <laughs> they have hand movement. Like, I don't know how they would even do that. Like, uh, weird. Anyways. <laughs> so uh, he was made in the image of his constant companion, a boy named Robert Eugene Otto. The doll took the name Robert, so the boy went by the name Jean. Which also implies that this thing, like, picked its own name. Right? I just like to say that That they, like, had a conversation about it, and the boy was (laughs) like, that's fine. You can be Robert from now on. I'll just be this guy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The doll was purchased by Jean's grandfather while on a trip to Germany in 1904 uh, and given to him as a birthday gift. So Jean had an unhealthy relationship with Robert the doll. Uh, which continued into adulthood. Uh, he brought it everywhere and talked about it in, in the first person as if it was a live entity. Uh, Jean's parents said they often heard him talking to the doll, and the doll appeared to be talking back. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first, they assumed that Jean was just answering himself uh, in a changed voice, but they later believed that the doll was actually speaking. The first, well, not I shouldn't say the first, probably not the first, but like ventilic ventriloquism maybe yeah like i don't know well i mean like kids talk for their toys and stuff so yeah (laughs) yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um as an adult gene lived in a house he called the artist house where robert could be seen uh positioned at the upstairs window uh school children swore that he would appear and reappear in that window uh myrtle router (laughs) rooter Sure. Yes. <laughs> uh, purchased the artist's house after Jean's death in 1974 uh, and became Robert's new caretaker. Visitors swore they heard footsteps in the attic where Robert was kept as well as giggling. 
<laughs> nope. <laughs> um, some claim that Robert's expression would change when anyone badmouthed Jean in his presence. Reuter said uh, Robert would move around the house on his own, and after 20 years of this nonsense, <laughs> she finally donated Robert to the Fort East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida. Uh, this was in 1994. <laughs> Why would you wait 20 years? Like I know, right? <laughs> What? <laughs> she just got used to the pitter-patter of little feet. <laughs> oh. That's weird. <laughs> I know it is. All of it's weird. Um, so uh, according to legend, now in this museum, he's uh, he's like housed in a like a glass case so you can go visit him. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to take a picture of Robert, you have to ask him politely. Um, if he does not agree, and he would agree to this apparently by tipping his head to one side. Blah! <laughs> and uh, so if he does not agree and you take a picture of him anyway, Robert will curse you and your family. So consequently, uh, Robert gets a crap ton of letters in the mail, uh, most of which are apologies for taking his picture. Yeah. So apparently, like, if you take a picture, and like, you don't ask him, like, car accidents happen and like divorces and like just everything goes to shit for your family. So then he always just gets like. Letters mailed to him begging for forgiveness. I didn't mean it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Robert the Doll. Yeah. I know. No thanks. He, I would love to go visit him. I would not. Oh, I would. You can totally look at pictures of him on Google. So do it. He is messed up looking. I mean, you showed me a picture of him earlier, and to me, like, I don't know. I think it would be more messed up looking as it were if he still had his like face paint on you know like, yeah oh probably yeah it's just like but he's got like chunks missing out of his face and he has yeah. his I mean, own he's like old though yeah you know? and he's got his own little toy too it's like this little stuffed dog that he holds mm. yeah and, and, and in the pictures you can see um the room that he's in you can see him in his like glass case and then all over the walls are letters of apologies like taped up right <laughs> So he can read them, apparently, yeah. in his spare time. Right? Uh, nope. I don't like any of it. <laughs> that sounds so messed up. I totally love it. <laughs> so uh, what was your idiot or... Oh, do you have something else? I do have oh, something else. Oh, well, tell me your something else. <laughs> you my side eye to you. <laughs> I know. She it's did. It's fine. I'm like, hey, listen. <laughs> I can feel it, like, boring into my brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, I just have a couple, um, like, some of the references that they made oh, in yeah. the episode. Um, well, the first one isn't really a reference. It's just talking about Burkittsville, Indiana. Mm-hmm. There isn't one. But there is one in Maryland. And that's where they filmed... Blair Witch Project. Yeah. And which, have you seen that? I haven't seen that. But, well, I don't... No, that's not where they filmed it, I don't think. I that's think that's where, it's where supposed the to be. story is supposed to have taken place or something, okay. I think. Or, yeah. I don't remember exactly. I don't, I I don't think they filmed it there. I mean, I doubt it. I can't remember. I, I, and I feel like I read something really recently that was talking about it. I think it was when I was looking up, like, old abandoned asylums. Yeah. <laughs> you know. My poor search history. <laughs> um, yeah. Gonna, You're nuts. <laughs> that's a messed up movie. And, like, yeah. I think they filmed it in, like, eight days. I was just reading an article about it really recently. But they filmed hmm. it in, like, eight days. And the actors, um, there was no real, like, script Hmm. So they just had to, like, like, they had, like, a basic, like, hey, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. But they had to, like, kind of just make their own conversation. 
and um and that's strange and like the things that would happen to them like they didn't know like were gonna happen so like for as far as like, like when they'd find like little oh well you haven't seen it no. so they'd find like little like cloths of like weird shit outside their tents and they'd open it and there'd be like teeth and hair in it and stuff that's like, gross and, and and it's like real teeth and hair and like they didn't know that was gonna happen like the actors didn't right or the the actors storyline type thing oh, okay yeah the actors yeah. so so and that's like was their just, real reaction yeah like, and like <laughs> and like they were just like totally like out of it like i think one of them was like just eating like bananas and protein bars and one of them had stopped eating altogether hmm. you know that they were just like not and and if they what was they had like some sort of like safe word that like if so they had to stay in character for this whole like eight days huh. and then if they needed to break character they had like a code word mm-hmm. i think it was taco <laughs> I, I, I seriously just read this taco, article. That's taco. so funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's it. One of them would have to say taco and the other two would have to say it back. And then they know that they could like break character. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, this is what's going to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah. That movie was hard to watch because it's like that um, found footage, you oh. know? So like I saw it. <laughs> Drum a mean up for you. <laughs> well, I saw it in the theater and I, I couldn't, I didn't get to stay. Yeah. Because I was just too. I was too messed up and, like, trying not to vomit everywhere. I think I had to leave for, like, half an hour and get my shit together and Dramamine up, and then I came back for the very end, so. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's, yeah, you should, yeah. you should see it. Mm, I mean, eh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I it's think just there's like, other ones that I need to see first. Yeah, it's like a slow build of anxiety. You know <laughs> oh, what I mean? Great. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> but, <clears throat> anyway. Excuse me. <laughs> so, um... One of the other references, with, you know, they, if I only had a brain, mm-hmm. Scarecrow. Yeah. You know, like, reference to the Scarecrow from Wizard of Oz. See, he doesn't scare me. Song. No, he doesn't scare me either. He's kind of, like, endearing. Yeah. <laughs> Those flying monkeys, though. Those messed me up yeah. when I was a kid. I'm not even lying. Like, I ha- I remember having nightmares about the flying monkeys oh, and no. the witch. Like, my, my parents, like, they're like, you couldn't handle that. Like, yeah. I, got, I think I watched part of the movie, and then they had to, like, stop it. And I didn't watch it again until, like, middle school or something like that when I could, like, tolerate it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's just because, like, they wouldn't let me watch it until that point because they're like, we don't want to deal with you again <laughs> going through all this, you know, or, like, what. But I, I do remember, like, and especially, like, when the lady stole the dog, and I was like, no! Oh, I know. Yeah. That was, like, the worst don't part of it for me. Don't the dog! Me, too. <laughs> totally me, too. Run, Toto, run! <laughs> like, the biggest sense of relief when he jumped out of that basket. I know. <laughs> I know. <sighs> I wonder if but that movie, like, how old were you when you watched that movie? Like, for the first time? three or four. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> if this was, like, the start of your weak constitution. <laughs> Do you think it stems from the flying monkeys? <laughs> I mean, you know, I wouldn't say that it didn't, but I also wouldn't say that it did. Okay. I feel like I just, I don't know. Honestly, until I started watching Supernatural, like, I couldn't deal with, like, scary movies or whatnot. Mm -hmm. I just, like, couldn't deal with it at all. And now that I've seen so many episodes of Supernatural and there's been so many different creatures and, like, suspenseful type things and, you know, whatever, like, it's kind of, like, all genres of different things that are creepy, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't have really much of an issue with it anymore, maybe just because I've been desensitized to it after all this time. Yeah. But I don't know, like, which is yeah maybe yeah I mean that's probably I mean as far as from what I remember that's like the first thing that was I remember being scary for me anyways I mean it probably wasn't but yeah it's the first thing I remember being scary so okay I think we should blame the flying monkeys let's blame the flying monkeys okay (laughs) 
I've been waiting to blame them for something. My whole this life. This is a good thing. Yeah. Then. Okay. <laughs> and our last uh, reference for the show was John Bonham, Led Zeppelin drummer. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but. So what was your idget or ass butt moment? So my idiot moment <laughs> for this last week was definitely okay. So it was one of my coworkers' last day, and or last days, and I was like, oh well, because I like to bake, y'all. Mm-hmm. Like I really do. It's fun for me. Like cooking, I cook to eat, but I bake just you know for the fun of it. And usually I try and like give as much of it away to other people as I can, so then that way I don't have to eat it all, or else it would be bad news all around. Yeah, but. Um, I was like, what do you want for a dessert? And she's like, oh, well, you know, let's do, like, graham crackers and frosting or something. Because, like, you know, it's kind of like a childhood, like, fun dessert or whatever. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay. So I was like, I'm going to make, like, three different types of frosting and get a couple different types of graham crackers and call it good. It'll be super easy. So while it was really easy to make, I didn't, like, think about, you know, halving the frosting quantities for any of the recipes or any of that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I end end up with... And <laughs> I, oh, apparently I'm just making stuff up now. I ended up with like, I kid you not, probably a good like five pounds of frosting. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, but I have been eating so much frosting since then because like, I can't, oh, I am so sick of frosting and not that it's not good, right? but like. I am disgusted with myself. <laughs> I hate it. Like, I'm just like, oh, man, this is so bad. Like, oh, I have got a wedding to prepare for, folks. And I, I've already got my dress altered. Like, mm-hmm. I cannot afford <laughs> to make any changes to myself. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> The frosting diet is not working. <laughs> I mean, like, so far, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, no, you look great, to, Rochelle. Like, I've just been trying to not eat too much of it, like, and pawn it off on other people. Yeah, I was going to bring some for you, but I forgot. I still like, have some in my fridge from the last time you came over. Oh, good grief. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, that was right the day I, right that I made it, right? Yeah. So. <sighs> Anyways, yeah. <laughs> that was my idiot moment of not planning. <laughs> <sighs> That's okay. It's all right. <laughs> So what was your idget or ass butt moment? <laughs> All right. I don't know if this is an idget or ass butt moment, but it's definitely a moment that happens. Um, so Killian, my son, uh, he has something called play foam, which is like little like styrofoam colored sticky balls. Like little beady things. Yeah. And they're, yeah. T- and they're not actually styrofoam. They're like not toxic or whatever, but yeah. they're, you know, you... You can mix the colors up and and whatever. He's Mm -hmm. had them for a while. He doesn't play with them at all. They're, like, in a little container um, and are downstairs. And he, like, I swear to God, never plays with it ever. Right? (laughs) So, um, and like I said, they're downstairs. So, um, the other morning, (laughs) I woke up. And, um, and, you know, and the night before, you know, we, we had gone upstairs and he had had a bath. You know, nice and clean. He had a brand new diaper because you only put brand new diapers on kids. <laughs> <laughs> and pajamas that were clean and then went to bed. And then I spent the whole night in his room with him. Okay? Okay. <laughs> so in the morning, you know, we get up and I go to change his diaper. 
and stuck to his butthole <laughs> is a crap ton of play foam. <laughs> and I was like, uh, what? Like, <laughs> What's going on? I mean, say he ate some and then pooped it out. Like, wouldn't there be poop or at least a little bit of butt sauce with it? The, you would think. There was nothing. There was nothing but just sticky play foam stuck to his butt. <laughs> so, and he said he didn't eat any. I mean, that doesn't mean he didn't, though. I, I don't mean, know. It was just, it, it just threw me. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> How did that get in your I was diaper? like, there is a glitch in the motherfucking matrix. Like, <laughs> Why is there play foam in your butt? Yeah. <laughs> it's an ass butt moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, man. So that happened. You know, and I every time he poops, I keep looking for more play foam, but there hasn't been any. So... <laughs> I don't know, uh, maybe he just had, like, a, a play foam fart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. There's a background story to that noise, but we won't go into that. <laughs> I, um, I asked him, like, hey, why is there play foam stuck to your butt? And he was like, I don't know. And I was like, is it uncomfortable? And he's like, nope. I mean, it's foam. It's not like it's going to hurt necessarily. Right. I was just like, oh, okay. So, oh, no. So that happened. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> thanks so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandaspetspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. Or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.